Section 11 of The Journey of Coronado, 1540-1542, by Pedro de Castaneda, translated by George Parker Winship. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sue Anderson. The Narrative of Castaneda, Part 3, Chapter 1, which describes what happened to Francisco Vasquez Coronado during the winter and how he gave up the expedition and returned to New Spain. Laos Deo. Chapter 1 of How Don Pedro de Tovar came from Sonora with some men, and Don Garcia Lopez de Cardenas started back to New Spain. At the end of the first part of this book, we told how Francisco Vasquez Coronado, when he got back from Quivira, gave orders to winter at Tiwesh, in order to return, when the winter was over, with his whole army to discover all the settlements in those regions. Don Pedro de Tovar, who had gone, as we related, to conduct a force from the city of St. Jerome, San Hieronimo, arrived in the meantime with the men whom he had brought. He had not selected the rebels and seditious men there, but the most experienced ones and the best soldiers, men whom he could trust, wisely considering that he ought to have good men in order to go in search of his general in the country of the Indian called Turk. Although they found the army at Tiwesh when they arrived there, this did not please them much, because they had come with great expectations, believing that they would find their general in the rich country of the Indian called Turk. They consoled themselves with the hope of going back there, and lived in anticipation of the pleasure of undertaking this return expedition, which the army would soon make to Quivira. Don Pedro de Tovar brought letters from New Spain, both from the viceroy, Don Antonio de Mendoza, and from individuals. Among these was one from Don Garcia López de Cárdenas, which informed him of the death of his brother, the heir, and summoned him to spain to receive the inheritance on this account he was given permission and left tiwesh with several other persons who received permission to go and settle their affairs there were many others who would have liked to go but did not in order not to appear faint-hearted during this time the general endeavored to pacify several villages in the neighborhood which were not well disposed and to make peace with the people at Tiwesh. He tried also to procure some of the cloth of the country, because the soldiers were almost naked and poorly clothed, full of lice, which they were unable to get rid of or avoid. The general, Francisco Vasquez Coronado, had been beloved and obeyed by his captains and soldiers as heartily as any of those who have ever started out in the Indies necessity knows no law and the captains who collected the cloth divided it badly taking the best for themselves and their friends and soldiers and leaving the rest for the soldiers and so there began to be some angry murmuring on account of this others also complained because they noticed that some favored ones were spared in the work and in the watches and received better portions of what was divided, both of cloth and food. 
On this account, it is thought that they began to say that there was nothing in the country of Kibira which was worth returning for, which was no slight cause of what afterward happened, as will be seen. Chapter 2 of the General's Fall and How the Return to New Spain was Ordered After the winter was over, the return to Kivira was announced, and the men began to prepare the things needed. Since nothing in this life is at the disposition of men, but all is under the ordination of Almighty God, it was His will that we should not accomplish this and so it happened that one feast day the general went out on horseback to amuse himself as usual riding with the captain don rodrigo maldonado he was on a powerful horse and his servants had put on a new girth which must have been rotten at the time for it broke during the race and he fell over on the side where don rodrigo was and as his horse passed over him it hit his head with its hoof, which laid him at the point of death, and his recovery was slow and doubtful. During this time, while he was in his bed, Don Garcia Lopez de Cárdenas, who had started to go to New Spain, came back in flight from Suya, because he had found that town deserted, and the people and horses and cattle all dead. When he reached Tiwesh, and learned the sad news that the general was near his end as already related they did not dare to tell him until he had recovered and when he finally got up and learned of it it affected him so much that he had to go back to bed again he may have done this in order to bring about what he afterward accomplished as was believed later it was while he was in this condition that he recollected what a scientific friend of his in Salamanca had told him, that he would become a powerful lord in distant lands, and that he would have a fall from which he would never be able to recover. This expectation of death made him desire to return and die where he had a wife and children. As the physician and surgeon who was doctoring him and also acted as a tale-bearer, suppressed the murmurings that were going about among the soldiers. He treated secretly and underhandedly with several gentlemen who agreed with him. They set the soldiers to talking about going back to New Spain in little knots and gatherings, and induced them to hold consultations about it, and had them send papers to the general signed by all the soldiers through their ensigns asking for this they all entered into it readily and not much time needed to be spent since many desired it already when they asked him the general acted as if he did not want to do it but all the gentlemen and captains supported them giving him their signed opinions and as some were in this they could give it at once and they even persuaded others to do the same. Thus they made it seem as if they ought to return to New Spain, because they had not found any riches, nor had they discovered any settled country out of which estates could be formed for all the army. When he had obtained their signatures, 
the return to New Spain was at once announced. And since nothing can ever be concealed, the double dealing began to be understood, and many of the gentlemen found that they had been deceived and had made a mistake. They tried in every way to get their signatures back again from the general, who guarded them so carefully that he did not go out of one room, making his sickness seem very much worse, and putting guards about his person and room, and at night about the floor on which he slept. In spite of all this, they stole his chest, and it is said that they did not find their signatures in it, because he kept them in his mattress. On the other hand, it is said that they did recover them. They asked the general to give them sixty picked men, with whom they would remain and hold the country until the viceroy could send them support, or recall them, or else that the general would leave them the army and pick out sixty men to go back with him. But the soldiers did not want to remain either way, some because they had turned their prow toward New Spain, and others because they saw clearly the trouble that would arise over who should have the command. The gentlemen, I do not know whether because they had sworn fidelity, or because they feared that the soldiers would not support them, did what had been decided on, although with an ill will, and from this time on, they did not obey the general as readily as formerly, and they did not show any affection for him. He made much of the soldiers, and humored them, with the result that he did what he desired, and secured the return of the whole army. CHAPTER Three, OF THE REBELLION AT SUYA, AND THE REASONS THE SETTLERS GAVE FOR IT. We have already stated in the last chapter that Don Garcia López de Cárdenas came back from Suya in flight, having found that country risen in rebellion. He told how and why the town was deserted, which occurred as I will relate. The entirely worthless fellows were all who had been left in that town, the mutinous and seditious men, besides a few who were honored with the charge of public affairs and who were left to govern the others. Thus the bad dispositions of the worthless secured the power, and they held daily meetings and councils and declared that they had been betrayed and were not going to be rescued, since the others had been directed to go through another part of the country where there was a more convenient route to New Spain, which was not so, because they were still almost on the direct road. This talk led some of them to revolt, and they chose one Pedro de Avila as their captain. They went back to Culiacan, leaving the captain Diego de Alcaraz sick in the town of San Hieronimo, with only a small force. He did not have anyone whom he could send after them to compel them to return. They killed a number of people at several villages along the way. Finally, they reached Culiacan, where Hernando Arias de Saavedra, who was waiting for Juan Gallego to come back from New Spain with a force, detained them by means of promises, so that Gallego could take them back. Some who feared what might happen to them ran away one night to New Spain, 
Diego de Alcaraz, who had remained at Suya with a small force, sick, was not able to hold his position, although he would have liked to, on account of the poisonous herb which the natives use. When these noticed how weak the Spaniards were, they did not continue to trade with them as they formerly had done. Veins of gold had already been discovered before this, but they were unable to work these because the country was at war. The disturbance was so great that they did not cease to keep watch and to be more than usually careful. The town was situated on a little river. One night, all of a sudden, they saw fires which they were not accustomed to, and on this account they doubled the watches, but not having noticed anything during the whole night, they grew careless along toward morning, and the enemy entered the village so silently that they were not seen until they began to kill and plunder. A number of men reached the plain as well as they could, but while they were getting out, the captain was mortally wounded. Several Spaniards came back on some horses after they had recovered themselves and attacked the enemy, rescuing some, though only a few. The enemy went off with the booty, leaving three Spaniards killed, besides many of the servants, and more than twenty horses. The Spaniards who had survived started off the same day on foot, not having any horses. They went toward Culiacan, keeping away from the roads, and did not find any food until they reached Corazones, where the Indians, like the good friends they have always been, provided them with food. From here they continued to Culiacan, undergoing great hardships. Hernandarias de Saavedra, the mayor, received them and entertained them as well as he could until Juan Gallego arrived with the reinforcements which he was conducting on his way to find the army. He was not a little troubled at finding that post deserted when he expected that the army would be in the rich country which had been described by the Indian called Turk because he looked like one. End of chapter 3 and section 11